Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and cousin Brewski. The vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. It's the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. All of Brewski back after a little break, ladies and gentlemen. There was some vacation. And now we are back to delight you with our words, with our thoughts, with our interpretations of the world and what's happening around us. Welcome to the show. Indeed. Uh, find all the social medias. We're a little behind on updating them, but I'm sure by the time you hear this podcast, something will be there new. If not, there's plenty of old stuff to go through. So. Oh, yeah. Plenty Holiday of stuff season. to keep you busy, dude. Share. Spread the joy. Seems like uh, December is just a weird month in general, dude, because it's like, I mean, I don't know, like my sister's taking a week and a half off towards the end of the month. Like people are kind of all over with vacation or... You know Summer's what I mean? a crazy month like that. And I think to our hopefully advantage will be a lot of the uh, other podcasts will probably take the last two weeks of December off. We took the first two weeks off. So hopefully we can <laughs> holiday shows and have some new content out there for the off-season we'll crowd. Hitting it strong in the end of the month. So, yeah. Uh, TheVocalMinority.net. It's a website. Oh, by the way, I got an email the other day from GoDaddy saying, would you like to register TheVocalMinority.com? Oh really? Oh, uh, how much? I mean, <laughs> did they say like uh, for ten grand we'll sell it to you? That type uh, so of thing. I, I click on the link. I'm like, because when I tried a year ago, someone had taken it from us when we originally had it, and they wanted some, like Nick said, like ten grand. No. So I click on the GoDaddy link to see what they want. Now they want fifteen thousand for it. Ah, it's yeah. growing like a boner, dude. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I wonder if you, that's our popularity is expanding. Now they feel it's worth more. That's oh, all. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice way to look at it. What? I wonder if there's an agent to call. Like, hey, uh, let's talk serious numbers here. Like, would you take a grand for it? Are you being an idiot? <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, the vocal minority dot XXX. That'd be a cool one to get to. <laughs> oh, God, that is a good one. Yeah. But anyways, we have one website currently, so go check it out. Yeah. That's right. The vocal minority.net. This is, again, the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Thank you. We thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Yeah. Hey, guys, uh, this has been an interesting time for news. We're going to get into a, a need-to-know news series today, as per usual. But uh, news has kind of been all over the place for a while. Everything was talking about war, death, and destruction in politics. I mean, that's all we could get into. But it seems like things are starting to branch out a little bit. The news cycles have been busy. I'm hoping that we have some exciting stories today, gentlemen. Um, I don't. I mean, I do. Of course, I have very exciting stories, but um, I don't know. What the hell is that, dude? You don't have exciting stories? Very exciting. Um, I only have two, though. I, I don't know. I've been on my little vacation. I've been on, I've been in a bit of a news black hole, so I didn't realize we had stopped talking about this war in Israel and, uh, and nothing else. So I'm glad we're expanding. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. I need to know! He needs to know, and he needs to know now. Before we meet, there's some news you need to know about. I need to know, I need to know now. Needed to know. Need to know. I need some news. I need some news. The news needs to come from me. The news has come. Best news I've heard all day. Okay, everybody, time to shut up and listen. This is need to know news. News you need to know. News, 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 news. It's time we start kids. All right, everyone, shut up and listen. 
Daddy's going to talk for dinner time. That's right. <laughs> Always entertaining. Uh, I don't remember. An episode or two back, we were uh, we gave the latest Kid Rock update about oh. uh, you know Dylan Mulvaney and all that stuff. And I, I, Nick and I kind of read the article differently. I read it as Kid Rock saying he actually was pro-transgender. Um, Nick, you took it more as just, I don't know, he was sort of backpedaling, right? I mean, yes, I feel like he gave him way too much credit that that tiny brain evolved in a month. Right. I don't know that I was trying to give him credit, but what he said, if you just read it, where he said, hey, if you're this, that, or the other thing, who cares? Like, that is a pro-gay statement, a pro-transgender. Like, if you're saying, be whatever you want to be, it's okay with me, then that's, I don't know... Again, though, that's what he literally said. The tone, the affect, you know, the the I uh, I don't know if I'd consider that pro, dude. I mean, I think I would consider that baseline of, you know, I don't care if you're red, green or purple. You know, that kind of statement. Like, well, but no homophobe is going to say, I don't care if two guys are making out. They're not going to say it's okay if, if Steve and Kevin are making out, you know. I view pro as more being like, you know what, supportive of what's happening and be, you know, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't read his his statement as even the slightest bit of support. It's yeah, kind of like, kind of like when you like when you see the two guys making out, instead of just saying, "Yeah, it's okay if they do that," you say, "Yeah, get in there, get, put your hands <laughs> in his pants." Yeah, you know, not that there's thing. anything wrong with that. That pro gay right there. I mean, I don't know, but all right. So Kid Rock has uh, done another interview, and I guess he's trying to clarify a little further here. Uh, Kid Rock is now calling off the Bud Light boycott that he didn't actually ever follow himself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kid Rock says he's ready to move on from boycotting Bud Light, or more accurately, pretending to do so. This is a Huffington Post article, if you can't get up on the lean. Mm -hmm. Uh, Saying that the company, quote, made a mistake in partnering with trans Uh. activist Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, But he says, I think they got the message. At the end of the day, you know, when you step back and look at it, like, yeah, they deserved a black eye, and they got one. They made a mistake. But do I want to hold their head underwater and drown them because they made a mistake? No. I think they got the message. Hopefully other companies get it too. But at the end of the day, I don't think the punishment that they've been getting at this point fits the crime. See, that's exactly my point is he's, he's like, eh, whatever, you know, it's, you know, it is what it is. But he's not he's not pro. He's not supporting this. He said no, it no. was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. Exactly. Thousands yeah. of influencers got it. And you picked on the trans kid. It wasn't a mistake. It was they meant to do it. Isn't this, and by the way, I don't take any of the stuff he's saying right now as pro-transgender. This is part of what I'm trying to clarify. Um, But isn't this just another glaring example of conservative hypocrisy? That he started this whole bonfire, never followed it himself, and is now publicly saying, like, hey, everyone, let's take it down a notch. (laughs) This is an American company. They're laying off people. Like, maybe we took this too far. Like, either put up and shut up or shut up and don't put up. Know what I mean? Like, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fire, stand by it. I forgot that company supports veterans and homeless people <laughs> and other things too, that I seem to care about. Who knows if you even care about those things, dude, you just like well, to talk out of both sides of your mouth. So it's not that he's trying to do anything right or help anybody out. He's just trying to get people to leave him alone. Cause he's done talking about it. You know, Yeah, that probably mm. is a big part of it that he is, you know, I'm sure he's gotten all sorts of love from the redneck community, but he's probably, gotten a lot of hate from his liberal friends or people down the middle and it's yeah probably over it 
Uh, he said that he admits that, remember that picture we shared of him at the bar in Nashville drinking the Bud Light can? Yes. Yeah. We posted that thing and everyone said it was Photoshopped. All the conservatives, that's fake news, Photoshop. He admitted, no, that was a real pic. I was drinking Bud Light. <laughs> he's like, I'm not a beer snob. I'll drink whatever beer there is, especially if it's free. And he said, by the way, my house is full of Bud Light because people keep bringing me cases as a joke. And it was the second picture we caught him with because wasn't he drinking one at a baseball game, too? I mean, it is a complete hypocrisy. Yeah. yeah. Never stopped drinking it. And he his bar a, kept selling it. Yeah. He put a video out of him shooting it up to get all you idiots riled up. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was uh, told that I might be murdered when I would talk to somebody in Nebraska. Right. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to drink Bud Light when I come into town. He was like, eh, be careful with that, dude. You never know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. seriously? All of the death threats we got from that Kid Rock video when this all first hit the fan. I mean, all of these people just defending him tooth and nail. And now, I mean, I got to go back on there and poke at some of these people because what the hell? Now your savior is just like, hey, yeah. guys, we're, we're cool. Let transgender be transgender. What do I care? Drink Bud Light. Like, yeah, I can't I can't imagine me leading some boycott. And then six months later, just being like, never mind. No biggie. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but yeah, isn't, isn't that a microcosm, though, of what the GOP and yes. what, what conservatives tend to do all the time? Or 100%. As soon as it gets a little too close to home for them, then all of a sudden they back off and they say, oh, well, you know what? We, we I think they got the message right. already. They, they do this all the time. And I'm imagine gonna, poor Dylan Mulvaney getting death threats, getting harassed, all of this stuff because of Kid Rock. She does had to she, leave the does country. Does she get to just back off now? Right. Is everyone going to leave her alone? Yes. Dude, I'm going to stick the VHS uh, Betamax. Maybe I'll do Betamax. I'll stick a Betamax into the machine and hit rewind to mm, about six months ago. Steve Harness made a statement on this very program, and I asked him, do you ever apologize? And he said, not very often because I speak exactly what i mean i don't speak for shock value i don't speak to get the good impression from this side or the bad impression from this side when i say something i usually mean it and if i get more information gather more information and showed something else maybe that view will change a little bit but when i say it i mean it and the uh the right does not do that dude it's all for reaction to get a reaction out of somebody to rile somebody up we know that when they say all this effed up stuff that it's not their personal beliefs all the time yeah no totally true and yeah i used to tell my ex-wife that all the time i only argue when i know i'm right otherwise i'm not just gonna sit here like just spouting off for the fun of it because that's just what dumb people do but yes. if i believe in something i will sit here and debate you or argue with you or whatever it is and uh yeah that's what i say and if six months later i had some epiphany some new information came to me i would eat a stack of crow and say like hey you know what i, I actually i was wrong i learned something and maybe i shouldn't have said that's not what kid rock is doing here it's no. like no. he was saying he's just sitting here about this and it's yes. realized it's caused more damage than than, you know he could have originally thought of it just wants to move on with whatever his next musical genre will be well and and my thing though is is that you know what your words and what people like hannity and and those that 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 sort of people you know what those people's words can do yes so why not before you say something why not look and see this is what's happened in the past when 
this person or that person said these things and maybe kind of edit yourself a little bit because you are going to do that damage. You are going to, to, to bring a lot of difficulty to to people. So think before you speak. Yeah. Nope. I wish a good lawyer dude could find some slander in some of the things that he or some of these other douchebags have said during this whole thing and sue the crap out of them for defamation. I wish it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. I have said before, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but Donald Trump could have been the greatest president in the history of America because of what Bruschi just said, that words have weight, and he's got a loyal audience out there. If yeah. he had won the election in 2016 and then come out on that you know, inauguration day when he gave that dark, evil speech, you know, if yeah. instead, if he had come out and said, hey, listen, I got my base. I know there's some of you that don't like me, but I'm not a politician. I am a celebrity and an entrepreneur. I want to bring us all together. I want to push us forward. You're not going to get everything you want. The left's not going to get everything, but I'm going to bring us all. But instead, he did the exact opposite. Yeah. Not, you know, yeah. he wanted the weight of his words to crush people and hurt people and uh, try yeah. to demonize and boost him up. Wild but he could people, have used yeah. that power for good. But like most supervillains, they choose not to. So, mm-hmm. not said. No. So, Thank you very much. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Gentlemen, uh, have you heard that uh, Tucker Carlson is obviously still floating around this world and uh, he's going on different people's podcasts and people that... uh, you know, I think, you know, you should be able to talk to anyone and get their point of views. But it seems like a lot of people that I respect in the uh, comedians have uh, gotten together with Tucker Carlson, Theo Vaughn being one of them. Uh, I've always liked Theo Vaughn. He had Tucker Carlson on his podcast and just sucked his nuts for a couple hours. And I was like, I don't, I don't get it, dude. You, uh, what I've always liked about you, Theo Vaughn, is that you're your own dude. I'm not saying you're not allowed to like somebody but the way you just sucked on his teat for two hours was sort of disgusting for me tucker carlson uh his base since he got kicked off fox news said tucker carlson's gonna be back and he's been making the rounds here and there but he finally announced uh that uh he's got his own network coming up uh tucker carlson (laughs) yeah i guess that's true and you know what his backdrop when he does his videos is uh, about the same as ours i mean he's in a cabin you know it's not a nice uh hundred thousand dollar studio so uh tucker carlson network uh he's going to be interviewing people he claims like Kid Rock, Dana White, uh, Kennedy Jr. What does he sound like, Bruski? Ted Kennedy Jr.? You look like a RFK. Oh, yeah, uh, RFK. Excuse me. What does he sound like, though? Uh, you know, uh, I, I was uh, campaigning because, uh, you know, uh, I want to save America. To to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's I going... podcast. I'm just going to run my nails down a chalkboard for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and, you know, I used to have a really... Uh, important podcast with uh, Mike Papantonio uh, uh, on a show on Air America before I got all crazy. He's got a hot wife. We never talk about that, but he does have a hot wife, right? Yeah, Cheryl, the former Mrs. Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's right. Uh, So, uh, Stephen Colbert, I don't know if you're a fan or not, but he does the late show, and uh, he was talking about uh, this new network for uh, Tucker Carlson. Here's what he had to say about it. Oh, there's news about former Fox News anchor and Orville Redden Bigot. 
Tucker Carlson. <laughs> you may remember, you may remember that Tucker got fired from Fox News for somehow being too racist. So he started a show over on Twitter, but now he's got an even worse idea because yesterday he announced he's launching his own streaming service called Tucker Carlson Network for $9 a month. Now that seems steep, but there is a free version. For $0 a month, you can never watch Tucker Carlson again. <laughs> so what's on this network? According to the website, there'll be interviews with people like Kid Rock, Martin Shkreli, Alex Jones, and RFK Jr., collectively known as Mount Douchemore. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing I don't really get about this new platform is the name, Tucker Carlson Network. It kind of feels incomplete, like... It doesn't feel like he should have called it the Tucker Carlson Network. And he really should have gotten the website, thetuckercarlsonnetwork.com, and he didn't. But I did. <laughs> so he got the uh, webpage, and he has all kinds of crap up on there already. So for people who are going to go try and find the Tucker Carlson Network, nice. um, you know, there's stuff that he's spinning up there, and it's it's pretty good. So check it out for sure. That is a, a new thing, though, and something uh, one of these days we may even get to. This whole, like, just charge people nine bucks a month. Like, it's a pretty nominal amount. Um, but, you know, Glenn Beck, I think, was one of the first ones that lost his main network gig and then went yeah. to that. And if the you can I mean, do the math. If they have millions of people watching them on Fox News, you get even 200,000 people to sign up at nine bucks a month. Holy yeah. crap, you're making money all of a sudden. <laughs> and you don't numbers. need the big network now, the big million dollar Bud Light deal. You're, you're, you're making a hundred grand a month just doing your own little dumb podcast. And it's just like, uh, what's the liberal dude we like? Pac-Man? Pac-Man? Uh, David Pac-Man, yeah. Yeah, he charges six bucks a month or something. I mean, do the numbers. You don't need that many. You need enough of a base to get people to want to sign up for you. But if you have just even that little fan base, if you get them to pay six bucks a month, I mean, geez, man. Be so nice, dude, and the, uh, to see people start doing this and not only the podcasting uh, network, but I mean, let's skip out on these huge companies. You know what I mean? I'm not saying yeah. you, they should all be canceled or whatever, but I'm just saying like you can do it on your own. And it makes you think like a guy like Joe Rogan went to Spotify for a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, did he ever think? that oh they want to pay me this much money because this many people want to subscribe and listen to me why didn't he do it himself dude have complete creative control yeah and take in all the money it's the classic you know do you want to make we'll pay you 100 million and we'll do all the work you know all the other crap yeah. you don't have to worry about it yourself yeah or you can do it yourself make 200 million dollars a year but now you got to hire staff you got all this crap like at the Rogan level, I'd say, give me the hundred mil. You guys do all the other crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you only exactly. need to be so rich, right? right? I mean, but at our level, we'll do all the work to make all the money we can. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, as long as yeah. we don't have to have a regular day job, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Sure. And Stephen Colbert is great. Do you know Colbert is not how we pronounce? That's not actually how his last name is pronounced. Well, is it Colbert? Yeah, it's Colbert. But with the O'Reilly thing, he thought, you know, the Colbert report sounded more O'Reilly, Colbert, it just sounded more. So he changed the, the pronunciation of his last name. And now he can't go back because it's, you know, that's what we all know. But yeah, Colbert is his last name. That's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I, I never disliked Stephen Colbert, but I'll tell you this. Uh, I did uh, take me a long time to warm up to him. But the more and more I've seen him in... Uh, 
unwritten material where he's j- it's just him talking. He's yeah. a pretty deep, educated man, and I enjoy listening to him. So I, I like to see that side of him more. And even sometimes uh, when he has guests on the late show, uh, he has some he gets into some deep conversations about religion and other things that I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool just to see what he thinks. And he's very well spoken. And I enjoy watching him. Yep. He's funny. He's smart. And he is deeply religious, but you yes. don't really pick up on that much. He's one of those that doesn't need to push it all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, it comes up and he'll reference it. And every now and again, he'll tell a story. But you wouldn't just normally pick up on the fact that he's actually a very uh, religious guy. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, before we switch into our next news story uh, with a world economically changing all the time, a quick financial report from your friends here at the Vocal Minority. The high interest rates. Combating the inflation has made homeownership almost impossible for many Americans. The the price of a hair curdler, you know, maybe maybe has come down a little bit, or at least the inflation on it has come down a bit. Need to know news. News you need to know. It's time for another brewski. This one is a crazy brewski. <laughs> Usually is. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to spin the wheel of brewski and allow you guys to pick actually what you would like to hear. Would you like to hear something about the Trump uh, Supreme Court case? Well, that Jack Smith brought to the Supreme Court recently. I love you, you, Jack. Would you like to hear a funny uh, Christmas story or do we want to hear about Elon Musk's mommy complaining on his behalf? Mm. complaining on his what behalf oh gosh i can't i don't know if i can pass that one up what's your vote Arnis? i i want some christmas or musk the trump one's really good because it also um includes brett kavanaugh so oh. the, the, mm. well let's do elon now and when we uh make our way back to you we'll do a trump story then okay well okay so here's the elon musk story Elon Musk's mother complained to Joe Biden after her son loses out on a massive government subsidy. This is right up there with, you know, your mom calling the coach because you didn't get to play in the game or something like that. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Right. So her name is May M A Y E May Musk, the mother of uh, quote billionaire end quote. Ex-Twitter owner Elon Musk complained to President Joe Biden on Wednesday after the FCC opted not to give Musk's Starlink nearly $900 million in government subsidies. Good. So, isn't that socialism? Isn't he against all that kind of free handout <laughs> stuff anyways? I mean, come on. Well, but and the thing about it is, it's just like, you're not owed this. You know? No. You're, yeah, not owed this. It was revealed on Tuesday that the FCC would not give Starlink nearly $900 million in subsidies to expand Internet service across rural America, with the commission claiming that Starlink had, quote, failed to demonstrate that it could deliver the promised service, end quote. He's, I mean, it's a common problem with his businesses, right? Uh, they're late. They, you never get the product. Uh, things you know, blow up. <laughs> yeah, things blow up. Tesla, yeah. Starlink satellite. You know, I mean, yeah. Steer um, into the concrete barrier on accident. I mean, he's got all <laughs> kinds of problems right now. So, yeah, here, listen, here, I mean, first of all, if he's the self-made billionaire, then he shouldn't need the government money. If his product is so good, it should sell itself. But if the government is legitimately saying you're not giving the coverage that we require to make the threshold, then that would just make sense to not do it. Well, here here is what Mrs. Musk has to say. Quote, I am the mother of at Elon Musk. His goal is to make this world a better place. 
at POTUS wants to stop him. Have you have any idea uh. how furious I am? People in other countries are proud of Elon and do not understand the U.S. president's motive. Please tell me how I should answer them, end quote. First of all, why are you even a part of this conversation? I was going to say, stop talking. That's my first piece of advice to you. Second off, I don't think other people from the world care as much as you think that they do. I think they're laughing. Okay. And, and thirdly, Elon Musk, you're the mother of Elon Musk. How are you supposed to defend him? Just sit down and shut up. He's doing a fine job of it himself. Uh, you think he wants to make this world a better place? Well, I think there may be a part of him that does if it makes him money, but he is not a uh, self-giving person that just wants the world to be a better place. He wants to become wealthy by making the world better in some way. Yeah. And he hasn't done it. Any grief he's gotten, he's brought upon himself by his multiple ridiculous public statements. I mean, it, you know, it, it, we found out a couple of weeks ago he's suing Media Matters or whatever it is for outing him yes. for the Nazi content and all that crap. Like I had said before on the podcast that Elon Musk may be an inventor dude with a pile of money that likes to go tinker in the lab, but he knows nothing about running a media company no. because you're the face of that. And now you're accountable for what you say. And yeah. Let me tell you, sponsors may pull the plug on you if you say dumb things publicly, especially if they're anti-Semitic. I mean, so that's just the reality. That's not a conspiracy against you. That's you having no idea how to run that kind of business and shooting yourself in the foot. Did you guys see the video of him on stage when uh, he was being questioned as to advertisers leaving? And he said, leave, get the F out of here. He said it very bluntly, like, you get the F out of here. I don't effing want you. And he yeah. said it over and over again. That is not a smart businessman. Oh, then he turns around and sues Media Matters for costing him these advertisers that he's now, you know, wishing away. When he's the one that brought it on himself to begin with. You said those things. You posted those things. We didn't create these out of thin air. We no. didn't hack your account and post these on, on and make it look like you did it. You actually did it. You got the blue check mark, dude. You did it. It was you. I would really love Howard Stern to interview Elon Musk. I mean, not only would it, I'm sure, be an interesting interview, but I would just love to hear Stern tell Musk, like, listen, buddy, cry me a frickin' river. I lived this life starting in the 1980s. Like, yeah, Ford, Coca-Cola, they're not going to want to sponsor you if you're shocking and controversial. You then have to work harder to find sponsors that do want to be associated with you. So if you're going to do all this stuff, Elon Musk, to Twitter, then, yeah, you're right. The movie companies, the TV shows, they're not going to want to have anything to do with you. So then go work harder. Get your little sales team out there and find sponsors that do want to be associated with your controversial garbage. Otherwise, it's the free market at work. It is literally the foundation of our country it's not the president doing it to you it's you doing it to you you having no idea what kind of business you just bought well some of these idiots dude don't understand that joe biden this uh administration he spends very little time thinking about you he's doing work he for the country he's getting things done like is he old and senile or is he a puppet master doing all these conspiracies you give him way too much credit dude that he is thinking about you at all elon musk right well my my thing too is is that, that musk also was the one with starlink who was actually cutting internet access to the Ukrainian military yeah. for them because they were trying they were using the internet to uh control their drones that were attacking Russia. And so he was shutting down internet service to them so that they couldn't defend themselves. Yeah. Well, this is even more that you can't selectively give 
good give certain people good service and other people bad service how do we not know that he that's not happening in this case here yeah, where, no, where he the, weaponized it you're right so now but, you've got but, consequences yeah, yeah how do we know that maybe certain rural areas there aren't as many customers or maybe may, maybe they're not paying as much as he wants so now he's going to slow down their internet speed well 100%. May, we of course we don't know if he's doing that or not but it's entirely possible i wouldn't put it past him no, no sure. if he's already done it in a time of war i mean come on dude yeah you're 100 percent right brisky it's yeah. very sweet that your mommy's defending you, though, Elon. Well, <laughs> I, is she going to beat up Mark Zuckerberg for you? <laughs> Jeez, I want to ask. I wonder what May thinks about um, Elon's daddy. And remember how his dad adopted that that girl, and then a few years later he married her and had a child with her. Mm, I have heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder Nothing what May has there. to say about something like that. <laughs> Isn't that a little something more you might be concerned about with your own family? Right. That's We'd rather hear about that, May. Start talking about that, May, please. Right. Have you guys ever seen the Starlinks in real life? No. Uh, I've, se- I've seen them on a video. I've never held one. Yeah. I don't know if you're, well, I've never held one either, but I mean, uh, up in the sky, have you seen them? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, I posted this on Facebook a couple of years ago. Me and uh, one of the exes were, it, it, after a late night of partying or whatever, we were on our porch here in Tahoe and we were smoking and just stargazing and we're just like, are you seeing this too <laughs> like those things move in sync in in a straight line and there's like 40 of them and they're just going through the night sky yeah. i thought that there was like a military invasion i thought we were like sending troops to go attack a russia or you something. were actually freaked out by oh, it. oh yeah i'm like wow. th- this has to be some technology like this is either alien or military technology like we're invading someone we're being invaded like like what the hell is this and i posted on facebook and some people pointed out those are the Starlink satellites. You can see them. And yeah, they're creepy because they're in perfect unison just going through the night sky. Wow. I, yeah. I, I guess you probably have to live someplace, though, where you don't get light pollution and that sort of thing. Right, probably right. be able to real. To, I mean, you where you live, Steve, obviously you, you've got that access. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think most folks. Yeah, that's a good question if you can see them in a major city or not. I know you can track them. There's some websites so you can figure out if that's what you were looking at or whatever. But yeah, yeah freak the hell out of me. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would be too if I saw that. I remember right. Steve called me. I was like, you're high, dude. You must be really <laughs> strong right now. Yes, but I'm still seeing aliens or military <laughs> or something up there. Like, this is real I'm looking at. Yeah. So, yeah, fun stuff. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Start the news chant, please. Come on. Okay, I do have a news story here. I got, I got another thing, though, I really wanted to get to today, and I just don't want to run out of time. So I'm going to burn okay. my news story asking this deep thought question here for Thanks, you. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. Uh, my son, Crosby, who, as I told Nick yesterday, is angling hard to get on the show with us. Uh, oh. He, first of all, I don't know if I should be acknowledging this or not, but he interviewed his principal about school shootings. We have had two false school shooting reports here in the last couple of weeks. And not the, false student shooting reports. Well, uh, not threats. that someone got shot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Somebody reported online that I'm going to go to this school today and shoot it up. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And the school administration didn't tell any of us parents until the day was over. And that pissed a lot of us off. Like yeah. you had this information and the police, by the way, that the first day I'm talking about, the police locally put out a thing in the morning saying, like, we've received these reports. We've investigated. We find there's no merit, but we just think everyone should be diligent. There'll be extra police on campuses today. 
the police issued the statement, but the principals for the middle and the high school did not until the Silent. school day was over. Yeah. Wow. Then they emailed all of his parents to say, yeah, we did get those reports. And so my son went and interviewed his principal and recorded her <laughs> without telling her. And, oh. And was holding her feet to the fire. Now, I told him, you, you can't do anything with that recording. That You you know got to have consent. You are not in public or anything. like So no, no on that one. But Well, but. Dude, come on. Investigative journalism. I mean, he can't do anything with it, but it could be leaked. You know, who is that? I mean, just the fact that that was his thing. Like, I'm going to go interview my principal. I'm going to record him. I'm going to give it to my dad. We're going to play it on the podcast. Good for him, dude. I mean, did you listen to it? No, I haven't, actually. Um, I don't know if I stuff was he asking. Uh, You know, uh, basically his assertion was. You don't want to tell people there was a threat of a shooting because if kids don't show up, then you don't meet your attendance requirements per the state guidelines and you won't get the funding that you are supposed to get at the wow, end. Wow, dude. This is the theory my son went at his principal with. Like, wow. Whoa. You got to right. listen to that, dude, before it's I will. deleted. I mean, I asked him, like, well, what was the response? And he was like, she just kind of hemmed and hawed and never really gave me an answer. And just I'm like, wow, nice job, dude. And, yeah. He also interviewed a, a cart person. We talked on this show a while ago about this very insightful theory I have that we should not <laughs> be putting the carts into the cart return corral because we should let the cart people wander freely in the free range, open air, right? So let they can go. play to get paid, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so my son insightful. interviewed a, a, a cart guy at the local grocery store out collecting carts and, and asked him, like, hey, my dad's got this theory that you like being outside. So if we all spread the carts around, you get to be outside longer. <laughs> Do so we know fun. what the answer is, or is that one going to be played on the show? Uh, he wrote down this answer. So Okay. Uh, it, the basic answer was the guy said that on terrible weather days, I hate being out here. On nice weather days, I love being out here. Now, the follow-up question should have then been, so does that mean we should spread the carts out to keep you outside longer? That's my point I was really trying to get at. So, um, But the, the cart guy did acknowledge the basic premise, though, that, yeah, I do like being outside better than being inside. So In the summer, of course. Everyone yes, in nice weather. Yes. So. <laughs> but again, I just love that he's out at a grocery store. He's a cart guy. He's like, I'm going to go interview him. Tell dad. Get it on the vocal minority. <laughs> so funny, dude. Love it. Uh, man on the street. Man on the street interview. Exactly. That's what he's going for. He wants to bear a man on the street. So uh, he threw a question out at the uh, dinner table last night that I thought was actually uh, an interesting, debatable question and sports question. So yeah. I thought, well, let me let me take it to the guys, especially <laughs> he should have a, uh, you know, at least an opinion. But sure. His question was, uh, he just went to see his first NFL game. He saw the uh, the Niners play the Seahawks in Santa Clara. Saw that. Yeah, last weekend, and he he had the time of his life. He just loved being there, watching a live football game, and just you know, it's yeah, a cool experience. Outside of, yeah, outside of the camera view, like he had binoculars, so he was watching sideline stuff. You're know, watching him in the huddle, like he was really you know geeking out into it. So he asked the question: Could the best college on any given year could the best college football team beat the worst NFL team? His assertion is there is no way that the best college team could beat the worst NFL team. And I, and I completely like, I completely agree. Do you? Mm. Okay. See, I don't, then, I don't, I don't have a, a, an informed opinion on this. I would just tend to think if you're a top tier, the best college team in the country, you couldn't beat the worst NFL team on any given no. year. It would be a good no. game, you don't think? You no, may. That, that best college team may yeah. get two people to go to the NFL. 
You know what I mean? Like the NFL is the creme de la creme when it comes to these college teams. Yeah. Most of them don't make it. So if you have yeah. a whole team of those people, the creme de la creme that made it, they're going right. to crush the best college team. And but the, the other NFL, thing too, not everyone is an all-star. I mean, there's the all-star quarterback or receiver. You need a couple of key guys per team. So wouldn't the yeah. best college team also have a really great quarterback and wide receiver? No, but, but so here's the thing, though. The best wide receiver on or one of the best wide receivers on the best college team might be a freshman or a sophomore. That's a, that's 18 or maybe 19, possibly 20 years old. Yeah. And now you've got a grown man who's fully <laughs> across the playing yeah. defensive back against you. This is one of his points. He was like, these guys are huge. I saw him in person, Dad. <laughs> like, but, there's no or, way they would have beat or, up a college kid. Or that, like, there, there was a guy that played safety for the, the Seahawks years ago named Cam Chancellor. Sure. And it, he his was name crusher, was, his, dude. His nickname was Bam Bam. Now, Rob Gronkowski, who played for the Patriots as a tight end, Rob Gronkowski was 6'5", 275, and ran like, like a damn gazelle. So you're saying it's like a high school team playing an elementary school team? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's that so, big of a so, gap. But, but think about this. Cam Chancellor came flying across the field from his safety position and laid a hit on Gronkowski. And this is they're both running full bore, and it knocked Gronkowski back and out with a concussion. Sure, sure. That's you know why they I mean? call him Bam Bam Cam, dude. I mean, he would yeah. crush people. Yeah, that that. And but they, this, these like, college kids aren't little children. These are some pretty big dudes too. They're only a but, year or two away from the NFL. But but not not the receivers though. The re- mo- most college receivers, what with the exception of guys like DK Metcalf, who now plays for the Seahawks, most college receivers are thin and slight. And they're fast and that sort of thing. They haven't grown into their bodies right away. That's why they don't allow high school kids to leave straight from high school and go straight to the NFL. Yeah. Because you're still growing and you could get seriously injured out there. Sure. Um, you really well, can't. This, uh, last week, I think it was last week, and the Raiders played somebody and it got down to the end of the fourth quarter. And nobody had scored yet. Yes. Are you guys familiar with this game? Like yes. so they finally won three to nothing or something right at the yes. end of the game. You're yeah. telling me some top tier college team couldn't have scored at least one touchdown that entire game and won it seven to three? Because because it's it, NFL defenses, uh, like Nick said, this is the creme de la creme. I mean, yeah. the guy the guys who get cut from the NFL, those guys, even a lot a team of those guys could probably beat someone like Alabama or Georgia or something like that. No. Now, if it's if, what about because, any given Sunday, right? Can any team win on any given day? I don't know if they could win. Could they score one? Maybe, maybe it could happen on any given Sunday. I suppose. You know, I think it would but, be a competitive game. The worst NFL versus the best college. It wouldn't even be a good game. Twenty four to twenty one or something. It, it depends. It depends on the coaching too, because the the college game has some different rules. Than, than the NFL. I would think the best college team could beat the worst NFL team. No. I'm basing that on nothing more, though, than just my you know, yeah, uneducated I, opinion on the topic. I just have to think that if you're top tier, even in college, you have to be competitive in a professional league, but I don't know. If you really, if you think, dude, uh, the uh, great college team, if two people from that college team go to the NFL, yeah, I mean, that leaves all the rest of them unworthy to play at an NFL level. Sure. So you're, you've are you got a whole team of 
I don't want to say nothings, but they're not NFL level. And maybe one or two people on the team are NFL level. Now, as someone who's watched the Detroit Lions my whole life, I'm pretty sure they could lose to any college team. But... No, not not the Lions this year. <laughs> yeah, maybe not this year. I hear they're doing finally well this year. <laughs> well, you know. Are they going to the Super Bowl? I don't know. I so. would love to see that. You know why? Niners Lions? Is that what we're looking at? I don't think oh, so. that would, you know, you know <laughs> that would be great? Because the Super Bowl this year is in Vegas. And I want to see the, all those Detroit folks going to Vegas and partying like crazy. Is it in Vegas this year? Let's go. Cool. Yes, it was... it's in Vegas this year. And then next year it's in Santa Clarita, which, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Niners. Santa, or no, yeah, exactly. Southern California. Santa Clarita. No, that, that's, 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 that's not the Niners, yeah. yeah okay. Which is an awful place for a Super Bowl. It just It just is. Um, <laughs> it's a nice stadium. What's, what's wrong with the no, but because the weather, the, the possibility of the weather's crappy, and the, oh. and the NFL likes to have the, the Super Bowl in places where there's going to be nice weather or in a dome stadium or something like that, because mm. that's less about the the elements being part of the game and more about where yeah. the. I mean, it's not going to snow or anything, but it might be cold and rainy. Yeah, but it, but they, they even uh, the only reason why the Gi- the, the Giant Stadium in New York City got a Super Bowl is when they first opened. Uh, MetLife Stadium is because it's a it was a brand new stadium and the Mara family who owns the Giants are NFL blue bloods. They've been around since the league was founded mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But you'll never see another Super Bowl in New York City ever again, uh, unless they got a dome stadium. But then, so next year is Santa Clarita. Year after that is New Orleans, and then the year after that is in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give it up for uh, to Crosby for being so observe, yeah, uh, observative and, and watching the game through a different lens than a lot of people watch it. I mean, he has little guy's got a good head on his shoulders, dude. The investigative reporting, what <laughs> is next with him, dude? He's gonna love that you guys have his back on this. So I'll, I'll <laughs> this is need to know news. News you need to know. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm a fan of Billie Eilish, and I don't know that if either of you guys are, but I think she's a talented uh, musician. I think her brother's a talented musician, Phineas. They're both really good. Uh, Billie Eilish, uh, just uh, this uh, uh, two weeks ago, she was uh, given an award uh, from uh, Variety magazine, okay? Uh, Billie Eilish stopped earlier this month on the red carpet of the Variety Magazine's Hitmaker event and was pointedly questioned about her sexuality. I don't know why this happens this day and age. I was going to say, isn't this becoming so passe to ask people? Yeah. Gen Z does not. The more interesting thing to me about Billie Eilish is that she up until somewhat recently, has been sort of anti-sexual. Like, she doesn't want to show off her body and her figure. That's her whole thing, is she dresses in frumpy clothes. Like, oh, I'm yeah. not my figure. Yeah. But, but I've seen the pictures and the videos of her online, and I oh, want to see more. I mean, those pictures that she put out, Bruski, the ones you're talking about where she's in silk, you know, nighty and shorts and pillow yeah. fights with the oh, girls. No, I'm, not, I'm talking about, like, the full-on nudes. That's what I'm talking about. Dude. You somehow find nudes of every celebrity. I'm pretty sure most of those are fake. <laughs> Just, <you know. laughs> are the ones you saw about Billie Eilish real? Yes. Are they, though? I mean, do you really know that? They are real? We, like, someone took them of her, or she professionally posed for them? No, no, no. Like, like this is like one of those things where 
I think I think it might have been like a, a phone hack situation, oh, which, which, which sucks for her, family. obviously, because now you're invading her privacy sure. and that sort of thing. So in that sense, you feel bad about that. Because we nobody- just wonder, are they celeb jihad or, you know, is it uh, the fake sites of the fake celebrities? But Bruski says no. Uh, my point to all of this is Gen Z has come out and they said they don't want to use your labels to define their sexuality. Uh, what, what's our generation X Z? Yes. What are we? We're X. X. All right. I would tend to agree with all of this, by the way, uh, to be questioned like that on a red carpet about your sexuality is a little bit crazy. Like this was also, uh, uh, celebrating this whole variety thing was, uh, Uh, an issue they were putting out called Variety's Power of Women's Issue. It was published uh, one month before the uh, 21-year-old had had some talks of her sexuality in the environment that she chose, okay? And then she hits the red carpet for this women's event, Power of Women issue, and that's the first thing that she was asked was about her sexuality, and people are coming unglued about it, all right? She says... Billie Eilish says, I love women as people. I'm attracted to them as people. I'm attracted to them for real. She had previously uh, uh, said that, you know, she doesn't really have a preference. She likes men. She likes women. But the fact that people are asking her about it and not just accepting, like, whatever you like is whatever you like. And this is somehow big news is crazy to her. And I thought, I'm not that old, dude. I feel this way, too. I don't know why we have to put labels on all this stuff. And then I started thinking, like, uh, is it just me that's not old? And I thought, I remembered this. This comes from an old, old man. I'm not offended by homosexuality. In the 60s, I made love to many, many women, often outdoors, in the mud, in the rain. And it's possible a man slipped in. Would be no way of knowing. There would be no way of knowing. <laughs> okay, so what I'm saying is, thank you, Creed. Yeah, I love Creed, Creed Bratton. Bratton. Yeah, for a long time, dude. Uh, people that are liberal in choice have been thinking like, why do we have to make such an issue about labels, and why are we asking movie stars if they like men or women? Like, why do you care, dude? But but here's my thing though. You said when you would setting this whole story up you said that she had she spoke about this in an article is that correct uh she yes she spoke about it with a grouping of her friends and didn't go into great detail okay okay, but but so now now if we're if we're to go by what steve has said before about bruce willis being in the public eye and putting certain information out there well, she put that information out there in public. So now you if somebody wants to ask you about that, it's fair game. I mean, uh, I don't care about it, but sure. you've, you've I see what put, you're saying. You've already put that information out there. So you can't yell at the person who asked the question because they're basically following up on something she's already said. Not on that particular day, but in the past. Yeah, and she didn't really say, she didn't really make a firm statement on it. I get your point. But the interviewer went on to ask her, did you mean to come out when you were talking to your friends? I didn't realize people didn't know. She responded before criticizing the concept of coming out. Why can't we just exist, she said. I've been doing this for a long time, and I just didn't ever talk about it. So I guess my point is, is do we really need to talk about it, first of all? 
second of all, she's at a uh, the Power of Women's event. It seems like a funny question to ask on the red carpet about that. Um, in July, Business Insider partnered with YouGov to conduct a cross-generational poll of more than 1,800 American adults. More than 26% of the 18 to 26-year-olds, Gen Zers, polled said their sexuality, uh, sexual identity was something other than straight compared with the 15% of millennials, 11% of Gen Xers, and 7% of boomers who said the same. So... Obviously, people are becoming more free with their sexuality. Uh, are we becoming more gay? Are we becoming more bi? No, I don't believe that. I think that we are just able to express that love a little easier now. You yeah, know what I mean? It's easier to talk about. So it seems like maybe there's more gay people because it's talked about more. But yeah, I, w- I would tend to agree with you. It probably doesn't change the numbers, the raw data, just maybe getting more exposure. Um, and yeah, you know, I think you're kind of both right. Um, the red carpet has really evolved over these recent years as far as some questions have just become stupid. Like, yeah. what, what dress are you wearing? And, and questions about sexuality. If you're doing a sit down interview, 66 to 60 minutes or 2020 or whatever, and you're getting into an in-depth thing then i think it's a little broader you know sure. questions that could be asked but um but brewski's right like when you're in the public eye you've opened yourself up to everything so i put the burden back on the celebrity to answer the question quote unquote correctly uh george clooney years ago uh this was like 2005 or something i mean near up to 20 years ago he was on a red carpet someone asked him hey are you gay and he said I'm not going to answer the question because the way you phrased it implied that if i say i'm gay that there's something wrong with that and uh, there isn't so i'm him. not answering your question next and Good for him. In his place. And now no one asked George Clooney about it ever since then. So, you know, use your celebrity status to push back on some of these stupid reporter questions. Generation Z uh, says it's not a totally new idea, but we would like to think that uh, uh, this is not uh, sexuality doesn't have to be such a rigid thing. And that's how it was when all of the three of us grew up. It was, I mean, more rigid than it is now where it was like, you know, perception, yeah. the perception of it. Right. When you, I always know that like uh, when my sister had girls or when my brother had girls, like, you know, you put them in pink and asked them if they liked, you know, who's your boy crush, you know, that type of thing where today um, we don't, it's not that rigid, right? We don't have to dress in pink colors for a girl. We don't have to think, oh, do you like any boys? You know, Rachel always makes it with her nieces and nephews. Uh, very intent on saying like, hey, do you have anyone you like rather than picking a sex for them, you know, and hopefully we do that as uh, time rolls forward. But yeah, yeah, I think it's crappy that they asked her that on the red carpet. Yeah. And Brewski, if you're looking at naked pictures of her, now you know that Billy Idol swings both ways. So you got a chance, man. Take that into your fantasy. And do <laughs> and with like it Billy Idol always says, you know, the, her big song, "All the Good Girls Go to Hell." And I always say on the radio, if you're doing it right, you are. That's right. Yeah. I'll tell you this though. Of course, I have a, I, I have a shot. I'm Brewski. I always have a shot. Yes, Brewski. I love that self confidence, dude. Of course, you do. <laughs> Why don't we, uh, speaking of Brewski, let's uh, wrap it up with Brewski's final story of the night. Okay, now, if if we want to skip the Trump thing, that's fine. I've got a funny Christmas story, but we can save the Christmas story for another time if you like. Let's we Christmas is, we got a window still here for that. So let's hear the latest Trump thing. Okay, so here's the Trump thing. So we know that that, uh, Jack Smith, uh, our 
hero, Jack Smith, has yeah. asked the Supreme Court to look at the the, the case of Trump and, and immunity and that sort of thing. And he's done this because he knew that uh, that Trump would go to the district court or federal court to try and delay the trial. So yeah. Jack Smith is cutting to the chase and going right to the Supreme Court, bypassing all the other courts and saying, can you guys rule on Helps. this? Okay. Yeah. So back in 1998, Brett Kavanaugh was part of the the um, uh, special counsel's office that investigated Bill Clinton. Okay. And well, it, well, it was actually after that. It, this 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 article came out after that, but he was a part of the special counsel's office that investigated Bill Clinton yeah. that led up to that that bogus impeachment and that sort of thing. Yep. So Brett Kavanaugh wrote this article as it pertains to presidential immunity. And whether a president can be um, prosecuted. And then also, you know how Trump is also saying that you can't bring these charges against me in an actual court of law because I was impeached over it in in the, uh, Congress. So it's double jeopardy. Right. Which is just dumb. Uh, it's just it's really not how is. that works. But yeah. no, it took no, a lawyer no. a long time to finally come up with that theory. But yeah, good job. It's not going to hold up. A good job trying to come up with something <laughs> creative. So, Right. So uh, Lawrence O'Donnell from MSNBC was the one that brought this article to to the forefront. And this article actually completely obliterates anything Trump has article, I mean, argument-wise about him not being able to be um, prosecuted by Jack Smith. And here's a direct quote from the article that Brett Kavanaugh wrote. Is the president of the United States subject to criminal indictment while he serves in office? Congress should establish that the president can be indicted only after he leaves office voluntarily or is impeached by the House of Representatives and convicted and removed by the Senate. Removal of the president is a process inextricably intertwined with its seismic political effects. Any investigation that might conceivably result in the removal of the president cannot be separated from the dramatic and drastic consequences that would ensue. This threat inevitably causes the president to treat the special counsel as a dangerous adversary instead of a federal prosecutor seeking to root out criminality. So, now, and, whether he'll stay true to what he said before or not is highly debatable, but it's good to know he's on the record on that side of things. Well, and and, and, but the, and that's the thing, though, is, is that so uh, they have that as the... Um, as one of the uh, things that they can cite in in the case. Mm. Now, let's also remember that you only have to get five justices. You don't have to get all seven. You sure. you you get five justices. Sure. And so, if we're to believe what Kavanaugh wrote in 1998, then yes, the president, even former president, can be uh, prosecuted. Yeah. yeah. Isn't this like a but a course? Like otherwise the president would be above the law. And well, obviously yeah. that's not what anyone set up in this country. Well, and it's funny because because during the Frost Nixon interview, uh Richard Nixon famously told Frost, Well, if the president does it, then it's not illegal, which is just bogus. Not true, yeah. Exactly. By the way, and impeachment then, is not a criminal court. You know, that's Congress. And he wasn't he wasn't fully impeached, by the way. I mean, he was impeached, but he wasn't thrown out of office. So no, no, he, no he resigned. Process. He resigned before he could be impeached because everybody. No, I'm talking Congress... about. I'm talking about Trump. Oh, Trump. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, he was impeached in one house, but not in the other. I mean, he wasn't actually. No, he wasn't removed. He wasn't right. removed, but he was impeached. Yes, twice. But then, he, but then here's the other thing too: if if a president could have immunity, 
why did Ford pardon Nixon? Right. Why did Nixon's people go to Jerry Ford and pressure him for a pardon? Because they knew that that was a stupid argument <laughs> that a president well, then, would be above the law. <laughs> oh, ex exactly. And then, so here's my last thing. Why did Trump say he could pardon himself? Well, if you have immunity and you could do whatever the hell you want, you wouldn't have to uh, uh, pardon yourself. Yeah, that's called being a king. Or, you know, yeah, he's getting set up for the dictatorship that he wants to have, right? Yeah, right. but I just found the, the Brett Kavanaugh article, and it's a fantastic article to read, um, and it's just completely destroys every single argument that Trump's lawyers have about him having immunity and that, that the court, the case should be thrown out of court. Here's okay. the good news. And the thing we do have on our side is that, uh, 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 Trump appointed lawyers have already decided to turn on him before, uh, or at least tell the truth. I don't even look at it. I shouldn't say turn on him. They've decided to stand up for justice and what is lawfully right. So hopefully the bar. say again, their oath to the bar. They're yes. Good, what are officers of the court or whatever they're called? Right. I mean, they're not yes. supposed to be breaking laws. Right. So yeah. hopefully Brett Kavanaugh will do this. We know that Brett Kavanaugh has one hell of a memory. Uh, drinking beers with Boomer 50 years ago, you know, like so. I was going to say, thank God we looked the other way at all of his molestations because now we've got a chance <laughs> to take advantage. So. Yeah. He's, he's out partying with Tobin and Squee. Yes. Yeah. And he, he remembers it all. So hopefully he'll remember this article and say, yeah, yeah, that is how I feel. Right. Well, or just, hopefully he's his, listening. here's one last thing. The um, solicitor general who's actually going to be arguing the case in front of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Has done has argued in front of the Supreme Court 105 times. Wow. Wow. So I, th I think I think they've got somebody that's really yeah. uh, like, you've got the right kind of person, the right the, the, to make this argument. Dude, yeah. I will tell you guys that Rachel and I went and watched an argument in front of the Supreme Court. It is the most intense thing that I have ever seen to have those justices before you and you're one solo person standing against this panel of the most elite appointed judges of the land yeah. the argument and the i mean it, it takes so much so to know that he has that much experience in it is a fantastic thing because he's already been there so the nerves are already somewhat calm knows how it happens so i think there's some good things could happen here dude i'm not uh, looking at this as like another ho-hum yeah threw it at the wall didn't stick we're screwed again yeah now listen jack smith is clearly a smart guy has put his team together has thought all of these angles through and is going to fight this till the bitter end so uh big fan of jack smith here i vow i will no longer jerk off i will only jack off <laughs> <laughs> that's a wonderful salute dude you know, while you're jacking off, what you should always say is what the vocal minority thinks. I love you, Jack. We love you, Jack. <laughs> I know what you're doing, dude. Yes. We got your back, buddy. So. Yeah. And your front. Exactly. Maybe a little <laughs> all over your face, too. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, fellers. Well, it felt good to talk to you guys. Uh, yeah. Indeed. So, yeah, we'll have another show next week, I'm assuming, right? Everyone's oh, yeah. ready for more. We'll be back on normal schedule next week and uh, find the website, vocalminority.net, find our socials and help spread the goddamn good word. Do it to it and say goodbye, Brewski. Uh, goodbye, Brewski. And we say bye-bye. Test one, two, test one, two. Stop.